Hello and welcome to another Fine Mayors, Global Capital's dedicated securitization podcast, where three journalists try desperately to prove that structured finance is not lame. Da, da, dum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't laugh enough. Really? Really? That's not that, you were like for for an hour before you were like this is the the mystery line this is the greatest joke of all and I just want to like film your reactions um <laughs> I'm still waiting for the joke Tom <laughs> I, I thought you would I thought you would laugh more um okay I might delete that uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway it's, it's right, a nice opening I think it is very personable yeah um, and very yeah, in the spirit of I what think we're that's trying what to we achieve try here. and do Exactly, yeah, I think it's, exactly. I think it's just accurate. It's it's yeah yeah. <laughs> um, I, I I wonder as well if it's like we're we're trying through the podcast to prove that that we are not lame, that like despite our job There's being a lot of, of trauma, we, exactly, we are this actually just, cool. Exactly, this is cheaper than therapy, and we can work through all the reactions we get from our friends and families to what we do. <laughs> With uh. I've brought a long reconciled to lameness in the eyes of the public. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we had a good week this week, didn't we, Victoria? We um we got to hold a a living baby, a I real know, baby, like ba- dressed as baby. What Yoda other kinds of babies do you normally? Well. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Just... When we were on the NCT, we got to change plastic babies uh, <laughs> with Marmite in the nappies. <laughs> um yes and uh baby baby hazel um was uh was in the office on wednesday which is george's daughter for anybody who's listening to this for the first time (laughs) and um and the only time she cried was when i was holding her uh i think that's that's her just showing really early on really impeccable instincts um could just like <laughs> give our listeners the full story um 30 seconds after um hazel was being held by one of our marketing colleagues who started tearing up because it's such an adorable baby and so small and what does tom do he pulls out his phone and takes pictures of our colleague crying at the baby so yeah the <laughs> baby's job, not even in the shot <laughs> <laughs> but anyway really baby though um, Victoria, why don't we start with you? Um, it, it looks like CLO market is, is getting busy again. I think you I wrote know. something like, no one seems to know why. Um, <laughs> but, so what's going on there? Yeah, it's been, it's been really funny. I've been trying to catch up with this, with this lawyer um, and we had a reschedule for three weeks and every time I was like, I don't know what's going on. Um, it's just He's just suddenly over his neck in documents and doesn't really know why. Um, and so yeah, like not not throwing shade at this lawyer. I had a, quite a couple of people who um who were who seemed a bit surprised because I think we have n- around nine deals in the pipeline. It's always a bit hard to tell, but sort of that number has been floated around. Um, and when I then sort of passed that number on to one CLO manager, um, he <laughs> responded with words that I can't repeat here on this family friendly podcast. Um, but yeah, it's uh there there has been it's well sort of people assume that it's after the Miami conference and before Thanksgiving, um, people, even in Europe, just want to get them out of the way. There's also expectation mm. of a bit more volatility. So anybody who still sort of wants, <clears throat> has been has been cooking a deal, um, just wants to get it over and done with. And of course, a few of these might still get delayed until January. Um, but I'd say it's not just interesting. It's not just that we have 
a bunch of deals coming up, but also what kinds of deals, because um, a few of these um, are debut issuers who are yeah oh, doing their first nice. CLOs, like Arini and Sona. Arini. Yeah, exactly, Arini nice. and Sona. Um, and then, yeah, yeah, I think that there was one more or so. Um, are they going to pay up for that? I they mean, maybe are. Maybe broaden, broaden it out, broaden it out. What, 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 are, the, what are the investors saying? Um, yeah, so so I think the the bit with new investors paying up is a very very reasonable expectation um, that sort of comes comes up quite a lot. And beyond that, there seems to be an interesting trend reversal sort of in the la- on the last meters before the finishing line. The arb is working. The arb is working. No, I wouldn't quite go that far. Um, <laughs> oh, if only that, that'll um, be when that does properly start working. It'll be like I that know. scene in Return of the King in Lord of the Rings, <laughs> where, they, where they light the beacons. Uh, exactly. <laughs> the arm is working. There'll be epic music on this podcast. We will. Yeah. It's... <laughs> um yeah we just have to make sure it doesn't fall on the first of april because nobody will believe us um but yeah yeah no not 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 quite that yet i'm afraid um but so far um in the part this year or so the triple a's have been the most difficult to place which is why everybody makes sure they get an anchor investor or so sort of um really think long and hard about what they're going to do with the triple a's but now um it's not that they're like super easy and go away it's like sliced bread but um now it seems like the mez is getting trickier um which was sort of fine um until recently um so the triple a's you people people just get them sorted um there's the japanese investors who are coming back a bit nochu has been participating in a few deals i heard that another big japanese investor which might be sort of postbank or sumitomo um are doing more diligence due diligence and so on um but well the, the mez investors um just seem to be wrapping up for the year um and now we had situations like partners group um they priced a deal this week and sort of it was quite fine on the triple a's um 170 base points um which is sort of on the tighter end of the range where they land recently they um sell like a third of the triple a's to mizuho um but their triple b's were about 30 base points outside initial price thoughts um and I, I spoke to somebody close to that uh, to that deal, and they said that they were a bit sort of that's the one tranche they were a bit displeased with. Um, and then I started asking other people about that, and yeah, um, so yeah, mes, mes investors just um, not not really showing up for it anymore. Um, lazy, uh, no, <laughs> lazy. No, it's not that. So, so they they have allocated sort of what they what they need to allocate for the year, and then also as I mentioned. Lots of new managers in the pipeline. A couple of other managers I talked to. One mes investor who was like, well, he quite diplomatically said that some of the, or maybe not that diplomatically, he said that some of the managers in the pipeline have a bit of a mixed following. Um, I just did air quotation ah, marks for anybody who couldn't see that. Um, I was quoting. Uh, and um, yeah, so it's sort of we're getting into the end of the year, and it's maybe not necessarily the people that are like at the top of the list of must buys um so yeah yeah i think that's i think this was an interesting observation and that's a little bit of a return on how things sort of should be or used to be right yeah a bit um so i mean i've 
been looking at this market for roughly half a year now, but what people have been telling me in that time is that um, it was a little bit unusual that it was the equity and the triple A's that were most difficult to place because traditionally um, it was the mess that you had to worry about. Um, so in, in a way, this is returning to what things used to be. But there was some interesting deviation. Um, I was speaking to some lawyers when they found the time to speak with me um, and weren't super busy. And they start said that they saw MES investors starting to put in stips, um, so sort of requests for changes in CLO documentation. Um, and you can, like, whenever some sort of group of investors has power, they do that. Um, they tend to do that. But um, ah. apparently they've been <laughs> starting to put in stips that you expect normally from more senior tranche investors, um, which... We, we didn't go into great detail there, but um, in that conversation, but I would say that sort of logically you would immediately think of the maturity extensions, the snooze drag language. Ooh, um, we nearly made it through a, a podcast episode <laughs> without. <laughs> <laughs> so close. So close. We was li- um, I was yeah, literally about to say, right, enough CLOs, let's move on. To- <laughs> no, um. snooze drag will not be suppressed. Um, Actually, I think after I have like I think in the but in the past like four episodes I think I've always said that everybody's tired of the snooze track, um, it's inescapable. It's anywhere. All right, all right. I'm wrapping myself up. Um, <laughs> well, on to ABS. Well, well, thank you, Victoria. Um, that story, as uh, Victoria was explaining, is quite uh, deep and complicated uh, with a lot of sort of moving parts. But it's called Partners CLO shows credit curve steepening as Mez Buyers Retreat, which you can read on Global Capital for, for the full lowdown. Um, and then back to you, George. George, you've actually got activity to talk about. And I think you were saying it's it was holidays already for, for ABS primary. So, um, Well, the Euro market's definitely on holiday now. There's, a, there's one deal, I think it's a benchmark German auto, maybe. It's... it's uh, it's the sterling market which has really come to life. And we've been saying for a while there's more sterling supply to come this year. Uh, but it just seemed to take a bit of time to get out because we had those two prime trades from Bank of Ireland and Atom. Um, and particularly the Atom one just did slightly less well than the prime trades that had come in September, which kind of set the nerves jangling a bit given how much uh, we knew was still to come. Um, and this this week there's been a, a bit of non-prime uh, RMBS, which seems to be doing okay. Demand's all right, and then uh, uh, we finally got the deal, which I've been which I've been waiting for for a while. Um, so, as listeners will not know, we 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 did a, a podcast episode before we ever. Um, it was a dry run, met. and then I couldn't get the uh, the editing software to work. That was. <laughs> that was basically <laughs> the gist of it, wasn't it? And I told an, an anecdote that I'd heard from an investor on this podcast, which I'm now going to retell, and this time is going to make it to the air with any luck. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he said, I mean, this this deal is actually, this is from the New Day, um, uh, just the New Day funding shelf, and the previous deal was from the New Day partnership shelf. So this is their own issued cards, I think, and the other one was cars they issue through their partnerships with retailers and he said his this investor said his john lewis card had been 
uh, but his credit limit had been reduced when New Day took over. And so he was looking at their deal uh, with, uh, with a special personal interest. And I, uh, <laughs> I wonder what, whether he's... So that he would like he can try his best to sabotage the deal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was that. I think, I think the point we made at the time was that it possibly anecdotally spoke to a, a strategy from them to target certain type of credit card borrower who maybe uh, pays more interest and uh, rather than this investor who said that he pays off his full balance every month. Aren't, aren't um, they known as deadbeats? Have you Maybe it's fine. another. I think it's, it's an American term. Moment. If oh. you if you pay your if you pay your credit card debt off every month in full, and essentially, like, don't get charged for using your credit card, the credit card firms call you a deadbeat, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which I always think it's quite hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, well, we don't know any more than. Uh, a couple of anecdotal reports, but I think my mum was saying something similar uh, when I told her I was writing about New Day. Yes, um, yes, I do remember us uh, talking about that. Yeah, <laughs> but um, um, but what we really want to talk to you about, George, is uh, is regulation, of course. Um, everyone knows you do always like to talk. I about do regulation. love talking about it. I think I just find it easier because I can just point at like words on a page and go, "Yeah, but what the hell does that mean?" <laughs> and that's why I like it. Um, however, maybe not when we get to things like output floor cal- and P factor calculations. But anyway, um, you've written a great story about uh, the PRA paper that uh, the consultation that came out earlier this week uh, sort of touches on securitization and how it relates to capital requirements. Is that right? And we've we've sort of yeah got a little bit of an update or, or a little bit of an insight, shall we say, into to what the PRA, the Prudential Regulation Authority in the UK, um, are are thinking. Um, I suppose we really should urge for this one that if you really want the detail and the P factor stuff, uh, <laughs> you should probably go and read the article. Um, <laughs> we, we actually tried talking, or the, both of us tried getting in touch with a few lawyers and some of them were like, Please leave us alone. This is long and it's complicated, and we we need to digest it. And we can't do that in twenty four hours for your story. Go away. But yes, um, maybe you should explain what are they up to. Yeah. So this is a discussion paper. So it's not even a kind of draft anything. It's just it's just putting out some early thoughts and consultation on it is open until. 31st of January, at which point they'll move on to a more kind of serious consultation paper. Um, but it, it covers a, a bunch of areas, but it's kind of something that people have really wanted to see, is them look at the capital requirements. Um, I mean, it's, it's always been that capital requirements is like a big, a big thing that people like to complain about. Um, and I think what's interesting here more than anything else is the I mean the recalibration of the P factor which as as we said the details are in the story but basically they're, they're taking a more a wider view of things than the EU did uh, in their attempt to solve the same problem and that could have much more far-reaching implications for the market um, 
particularly in terms of kind of demand for securitizations from bank treasuries. And I guess the other that that other big topic that comes with this inevitably when we talk about what the UK is doing in securitization regs is divergence. Um, where do you see that going? Yeah, I think my reading of what they're trying to do here is just to try and kind of have a more like even-handed and more faithful application of kind of the spirit of Basel than the EU has. Um, that's kind of their, I think, what they're looking at. And they, I mean, they say that the problems with the P factor that, that caused the EU to intervene in the first place basically hint that the Pillar 1 framework may be miscalibrated or along those lines. Um, I mean, where it ultimately ends up, I think, is a different question. I don't think this is part of any overarching strategy to go any any particular way, but what we have heard and what is a kind of interesting idea, at least, is that they might like to go closer to the US and hence benefit from the liquidity of that market as well as the liquidity of the UK market. But I think in the run-up to Brexit and even the run-up to the sort of 2019 general election, there was a lot of talk around, um, you know, being the Singapore on Thames and being more competitive. And obviously they want to be more competitive um, with little detail of what that means, but maybe Singapore was the wrong wrong place. And should we consider it, they want to be the New York on Thames or Manhattan on Thames or something like that. Yeah, I think it is It is very, very technical in nature, this. And it will take a bit of time and a bit of interpretation for, to come out kind of exactly what it means. But I think yeah. the early reading of this definitely is that it is something that they're trying to do. I mean, we don't also mean to have a lot of the detail, like the, the precise calibrations and how things will be calibrated. We don't know. But yeah. the spirit of it, at least, is like this is taking us actually closer to kind of Basel I would say and uh, it's trying to yeah it's, it's a more faithful I think uh, yeah at least it's, it's intended to be a more faithful implementation of Basel mm. um, well thank you and that story was called uh, PRA Mull's tough approach to non-neutrality in EU divergence and as we said the devil is in the detail so go and read it really um, right then so um, lastly, I, I wanted to talk about the fact that I, you know, every time, every time someone says they listen to our podcast, I always have a sense of like, Jesus, really? Like you spend your time <laughs> doing that? Oh, wow. Thank you. That's really nice. And, um, I had like genuine proof of it, uh, last week, which I haven't told you guys about, which is that the, the people actually listen to it the whole way through. What? Um, yeah, so I so at the very I mean, end of my, my best bits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the very end of last week's podcast, I, I I sort of did a little tribute to my to my nana, my grandmother, who who died a few a couple of weeks ago now. Um, and I got a few emails being like, uh, "Sorry, sorry to hear about your, your grandmother." Oh, that's really. And nice. I was like, "Jesus, you've actually read read listened to the end." Um, that was very nice of everyone, and thank you. Um, I'm afraid that's all we've got time for today, though. Uh, as ever, get in touch with us at tom.lemon or george.smith or victoria.tila at globalcapital.com. Have a great week. Goodbye. Well,